Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, Radio Land. Live. I would say from the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River, except the Tennessee River is everywhere right now. Yes, it has exceeded its banks in several locations. What a what a rainstorm last night. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. I was trying to go to sleep, and it was like a strobe light going off. Well, I learned one thing. Gunner's not real fond of lightning that's like right above the house and thunder you know, lightning and thunder at the same time not good well i'm pretty sure tony and kind of aren't real pleased about it either no no i, yeah, I agree i agree but, uh, yeah he was not happy yeah he was uh he became a a, a 50 pound lap dog because he wanted <laughs> he he wanted he wanted he wanted his thunder shirt and i just happened to be wearing it apparently <laughs> You were the thunder. I shirt. was the thunder shirt. So he was. Uh, he was. He was. He stuck close last night. Mom had a Labrador named Max for a long time, and uh, when it would thunder and lightning real bad, Max would hide under the bed. But this being a Labrador, he couldn't get quite all the way under the bed. He got his head up under the bed, but like ninety percent of the rest of the dog is sticking out. So he would stick his head up under, thinking, "Okay, this is safe." So you got dogs are dogs are fun. Yeah. All right, man, what's happening? Oh, did a little fishing last weekend. Did a little, uh... Any more tarps, state records? Nope, or? nope, 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 nope. Uh, we were there to survey the brim and bass of this particular pond, and uh, we surveyed the brim, which I caught none, believe it or not, because most of the, the brim... brim well, the brim master caught no brim? No. Wow. I did not. Uh, the person who caught the brim caught them on a Tenkara rod using a number 20 hook because the brim were about two inches long. You have a Tenkara rod. I do, and I did not bring it. I brought two other rods. I didn't know the brim would be that small. So um, we caught a lot of trout, though, in this particular pond. Nice trout, some nice trout, though. Was this in Hamilton County? No, this was in, I don't know what county it was, county. It was, we went to, well, I'm not, I'm geographically illiterate because I did not realize this. I was told we're going to Turtletown. Okay. Tennessee. Yep. No, Turtletown is where you turned, and 45 minutes later into North Carolina is where we were. Uh-huh. Did you have North Carolina license? No, we were on private land, but I You don't ha- have to have a license on I, private land? Not North Carolina, but I did, I do have a North Carolina license. I didn't have to go buy one, but I, I do have one, so I was good to go, but I had no idea we were going to be that far into North Carolina. But we were. So the directions I was given were close because Turtle Town was the actual town. The next time we saw civilization was when we drove 45 minutes back into Turtle Town. So anyway, we had a real good time fishing. Uh, it wasn't bad Sunday. There was a nice breeze and everything, and it was real pleasant, real nice fishing trip. Uh, got eaten up by bugs, some sort of no-see-em things. Uh 
ended up spraying myself down with off several times. Did get into some uh, ants too. Got a few ant bites on my foot from fire ants. So that'll that'll wake you up. Well, you need to tell your guide that you didn't sign up for the bug trip. You just signed up for the fishing trip. Right. Well, I think it's all part of the experience, but you take the good with the bad. <laughs> Nowhere's ant bites part of the fishing experience. Yeah. True, I guess. <laughs> we were on the bank and uh not unless this what was the Indiana Jones movie with uh where the 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 big old ants were devouring and taking bodies into their I forget which one that was. It's Crystal Skull, I think. Okay. I think. I yeah, I don't think they were that big. They, they maybe close, but not quite that big. Okay, just checking. <laughs> yeah, no, they were they were small enough to where I didn't know some, and then all of a sudden my foot hurts and gets hot, and I'm like, oh, there's an ant on there. So gotcha. All right. The off did not work on the ants, but it did work off once we got it on for the no seams and everything else. But other than that, it was a real good trip. I thought you were trying the new Sawyer stuff that I discovered. I did. Did it not work? It uh. It worked. The Sawyer stuff worked for the no seams, but it didn't work for the ants. And I sprayed my feet with off because I had already put mine back in the bag. And the off didn't work on the ants. I don't think the Sawyer would have worked on ants either. It's not designed for ants. So, no ants pretty much. You know they don't care. Yeah, yeah. They just kind of march on and do what they do. If you are heading out this morning in the Chattanooga area, you definitely want to be careful. A lot of gravel and water, steel. Everywhere, some standing water in places too. Yep, standing water and a lot of a lot of mud and gravel was washed off of hills. And I'm sure there's a lot of limbs down too. So, yeah, well, it was it was a, it was a storm. It was, it was a storm. All right, are you ready to gloat? Me gloat? Yeah. No. Okay. Maybe a little. Okay. Go I, ahead. Go ahead. I'm going crane hunting. How about you, Tony? No, Rob, I'm not going crane hunting at all. I got drawn. How about you, Tony? I did get drawn, Rob. I got drawn right out of the crane hunt. Yep. You did not get drawn out of the crane hunt. I did not. I got permits. <laughs> Justice is served from last year. I don't believe that uh, I... I uh, I don't. I believe I commiserated with you last year. Yes, you did. I but did, I did not make fun of the fact that you. You were, did a little bit. The, the my, one thing that you love in life. Yep. The crane hunting. Yep. You're not doing. I didn't say that to you. Yeah. Well, I'm really surprised that they. I'll be honest. Last year, and I said it. You know, I didn't get drawn last year, and uh, you did. And I said, you know, I didn't like the outcome, but it was a. Totally fair, random draw. So it was, you know, just... There's nothing fair about this one. <laughs> well, I would have said it was it was fair in the fact, but had I been the... Uh, who was the gentleman, the wildlife director that was the uh, waterfowl guy that was pulling the names, reading the names out? Uh, Jamie Federson. If I had seen your name on there, I would have said, John Smith, John Smith. <laughs> You're out, and just kept right on going because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you are a TWA commissioner. I believe you're also on the budget committee. I would not have poked that no, bear. No, I'm chairman of the chairman budget of committee. the budget committee. Sorry, <laughs> I wouldn't have poked that bear. Oh, it was pretty funny. Let's talk to John. Help me out. Help me out, John. 
Hey, good morning, fellas. I love listening to you. I'm, I'm out working in the middle of the night again. Well, but, uh, what is it? What does you do, John? I wanted to thank you guys. Okay. Okay. Because you know I've been calling you for the past year or so with asking you for fishing tips here and there because I've been taking my grandson out. You know he's only nine years old, but we've been trying the last couple years to fish and catch fish, and I'm finally getting him to be a little patient. Uh-huh. And he's started where he's catching some good sized fish, and uh, because I'm giving him the tips that you give me, and I think he's starting to get a grasp on it now. So I just wanted to thank you for helping me out, telling him what to do. Well, you're more than welcome. I think that's more Grandpa than it is us, but I'm glad uh, I'm glad we could help him a little bit. Well, that, I'm glad you're there for me when I ask questions. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. So, is, so he, he's enjoying the fishing side. Oh yeah, he's caught. Uh, uh, mostly, he's fishing over here at Camp Jordan at the pond, but we go down to the local Chickamauga creeks around and get some too. But uh, um, he's got some good sized catfish and a couple of bass, and and uh, he's he's just being real happy. So, uh, well, that is awesome. What's his name? His name is uh, Caleb Hawkins. All right. Way to go, Caleb. Uh, now, there's also, I just found this out, John. Um, there is a first fish deal that TWRA has. I don't quite know exactly how it works, but basically, if you get a picture of them uh, with their first fish, they will do a, uh, they'll send a certificate like the first fish type deal. Um, I, that would be something that would probably really tickle him to get to be able to put that on the wall. I'll see if I can look that up. I, I had no idea. I was actually talking to one of the fishery guys the other day, and they told me about it. So I'll uh, I'll get some info, but I think that would be awesome to get him a little certificate from TWRA. All right. I'll take a glance on the computer myself and see if I can't find something. Yeah, Rob just pulled it up, and or maybe it's, maybe you print it off. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, actually, it looks like you can see if you can fill that in, Rob. It, we just pulled it up. It looks like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can actually fill it in and print it off. It's a little color certificate. It's got the TWRA logo. It's signed by Frank Fist, the chief of fisheries. Uh, it's 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 pretty cool. But just, yeah, look up First Fish on TWRA's website. All right, thanks a lot. All right, man. Sounds good. Thank you. Yep, bye. That's pretty cool there. I'm going to print mine off now. Are you? <laughs> I love it. No, it is... It's, Somebody was just telling me about that the other day, uh, and I, I think it was when I was up in Nashville. I had to go up to Nashville for a budget meeting. Um, you know, now that I'm cutting everybody's budget because I didn't get John for cranes. Um, <laughs> slashing budgets. Level. Slashing budgets. The budget slasher. Um, yeah, they're going. They're going to think of me as um, um, who's the who's the dude with the sickle, the death dude. Death. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that may be a little harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the death, hooded death figure with the sickle? Death. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, it's funny. I had a had a friend of mine sent me a, a, a message after I posted it on Facebook that I was going to be whining about this, and I was going to throw all my friends and and Kirk under the bus and all this stuff. And he just, he sent me a message. Were you serious or was that tongue in cheek? Uh. And, well, but the part and it made sense. He had forgotten that it was a um, a reverse draw. He thought that Kurt had taken my name out of the drawing. Oh, okay, I'm with you. And yeah, you must. Okay, and, and that so that makes sense. 
And uh, I said, no, it was definitely tongue firmly planted in cheek. And uh, and once once the reverse drawing part, he goes, oh, that makes sense now. Because yeah. I said I was giving him a hard time up there. And I talked about the funny part. The funniest thing to me was, you know, and I'm I'm just like everybody else. I'm one name in a, a sea of 661. Now, of course, the swans were three names in there, but they all none of them got drawn out. That's a whole other issue I'll deal with later. <laughs> But uh, so I'm I'm one name out of 661, and so I've I'm what was we discovered 71 percent chance that I would not that I would get attacked. Correct. I'm not sure that's statistically accurate, but that's all right. So anyway, um, I'm sitting there, and and Kurt, who is the the wildlife manager or wildlife director for Region Three, pulled my name out, and of course. My official name and my governmental name or whatever is, is Anthony, my formal name. And so it came out as Anthony Sanders. He didn't pick up on that, that that was me. Jamie, who was calling the names out, did. Right. And and he goes, uh, it was so funny, he goes, and, and just for the record, I am only reading the names that wildlife director Kurt Miles is pulling out of the thing. Right. It's him who pulled the name out. It got cutthroat real quick. He was trying to save his job is what happened. (laughs) What was frightening, though, the funny part was people are reading names, and, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of chatter in between, and people are reading names. But when they read your name, it was like Anthony Sanders, and literally a hush flew over (laughs) the crowd, and it was like, you heard this, oh. (laughs) Well, that just proves it was a fair drawing. Because they pulled my name out. Not happy about it at all. But now I'm, now I'm, now I'm betting on the computer drawing. Which a uh, certain commissioner upped the number. Gee, who was that commissioner? I can't remember who that was. I don't know, but I'm glad he did now. Yeah. We'll be right back. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means. Grilling and barbecue. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Hickson Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. 
If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. That guy's an idiot. Yeah, he made idiot outdoors. Okay, let's go ahead and do that one then. This is a good one. Okay. And, and, and for the record, I love that bear cam. It's very very similar to our elk cam that we have in Tennessee where you can log on and see elk in the field. Yeah, but it's so cool to watch a 1,500-pound a, a grizzly catching salmon in the air. Oh, yeah, they just jump right inside. Um, selfie lands Katmai bear in hot water. And to preface this, we're going to have a little music behind my reading here. A man who wandered in view of the online Katmai bear camera Thursday, taking a photo of himself close to the National Park's famous grizzly bears, is drawing condemnation from park officials. Why? He wades out into the water, turns around, and takes a selfie. He put his back to about five or ten grizzly bears who were out there fishing and takes a selfie. Oh. Um, what in the heck is this guy thinking? These bears are actively feeding, and yeah, he wades I mean, out into the water. They're catching things in the water. You just look like a big thing. Yes. This guy is an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> this this guy truly deserves to be an idiot outdoors. Uh, charges are pending here. It says uh, he was caught and is going to be facing charges for taking a selfie. The National Park Service said the man entered the preserve area this month, and he waited while five bears were in the river. And it's on camera, so they've got evidence. <laughs> they've got video evidence. Uh, people need to recognize that these are wild brown bears, and the visitor was lucky to escape the situation without injury. Okay. Once again, I'm going to go on my little rant. Go ahead. If you are in the wilderness and you see a bear, don't turn your back to it, put up a cell phone, let it flash or click, because that's not going to upset the bear at all. You're going to have about 2,000 pounds of very mad, very sharp claws, very sharp teeth, on top of you, ripping you a new orifice that you don't need. You are not the top of the food chain. No, I think that's an understatement. All right, now, because I have ridiculed this guy, I have five tips that will help you when you're around wildlife and these i have designed these tips specifically for people going outside and who will encounter wildlife all right you ready here we go number one stay away from bison number bison being the big gnarly 2,000 pound critter curled horns and bad attitude 
Yes. No, actually, they're not curled. Sorry. I'm thinking. They're sharp, though. They are sharp. Yep. Number two. Yeah, they are curled. Yeah, they're kind of curved. Yeah. Number two. Two of five. Stay the hell away from moose. You're talking about the big 2,000-pound critter with... Horse with antlers. Horse with antlers. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. I'm with you. Number three. If you see an elk, stay away from it. I'm starting to see a pattern here. Mm-hmm. Wolves. Now, this one's a little tricky. You want to be real quiet when you stay away from it. <laughs> Number five. If you ever had your arm ripped off and it kind of chewed on right in front of you, like, num, 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 num. okay, that's what a grizzly bear is going to do. Stay away from grizzly bears. Now, this is six of five. Now we're headed to Yellowstone again. Well, no, this, there's other, there's other okay. areas. Okay. Now, if you see a geyser, don't stick your face in it. Got you. All right. Number seven. I think these ought to be posted uh, on a sign for everybody. I agree. Number seven. You know what the difference is between a grizzly bear looking at it from the inside of your car and the outside of your car? Nothing. Stay inside your car. Stay away from it. Now, if you see a cougar, you're going to be want to be sure and stay away. And Unless it looks like Cindy Crawford. Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Just, and making, just making sure. Step number nine of five. If you're going to be out in the wilderness, stay on mark trails, take water, let people know where you're going, do it safely, carry a first aid kit, carry bear spray, carry water, don't end up getting trapped out in the middle of nowhere. Now, the bear spray is just to make you taste a little bit better? Yeah, it's just to kind of pepper you, you know, give okay. you a little bit of spicy flavor. The bear's like that, so. Okay. Ugh, these people are idiot. I mean, I'm sorry. I would, I, I, I'm one of these people, I love uh, what they call scheidenfraude, which is seeing other people in pain. I would have loved to see one of these bears just wade over and just smack him with his big paw right upside the head. Not necessarily kill him, just walk up and just give him the big denozo slap in the back of the head. And kind of look at him like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I, I do believe um, uh, I do believe a, a slap from a grizzly upside the head will pretty much do you in. It'll probably take your head off, to be honest. Uh, here, key is... Enjoy the outdoors. Enjoy the animals. Photograph them from a distance. But stay away from them. And just because you're in a national park, this is not a zoo. These are not, you know, gentle bend that they have tamed. This is a wild grizzly bear. These are wild buffalo. These are not furry cows. These are things that will stomp you, eat you, hurt you. Enjoy them. But stay away. Ha- <clears throat> Lord. Okay, off my soapbox. All right. Hey, Mike. Yes, sir, Mr. Sanders. Are you going to have a hunter safety course at your place this year? And I've got one more question, please. I am working on trying to to get a, to get a hunter safety course. It is scheduling wise, it's just tough, but we are working on one right now. Uh, okay, sir. I should Second know within question. the next week. Do you know if they ever got the little parking area that we talked about at Prentice Cooper by Carpenter Cemetery done or not? I, far as I know, it has not been done, but uh, that discussion is still ongoing. Uh, and I apologize, but I don't, I don't, I have not talking, I have not spoken with Clint, and uh, and so I don't know if it has been done or not. Okay, sir. I I, I'm just, I'm, I'm over, I'm over today, aren't I? God bless you. Thank you. I gotta make a note to follow up on that. Yeah. Well, the wheels of government turn slowly. 
Um, since we're on wild outdoor news, um, there was a I saw this one from my hometown. Uh, a guy, <laughs> a guy was attacked. I, I've convinced <laughs> you that you're a Yankee now. Yeah, appara- apparently, this guy was attacked off of Cape Cod. Uh, he was out there at uh, Cape Cod. He was standing off of, uh, let's see here, yeah, Long Nook Beach over in Toro. He's being treated for puncture wounds to his torso and legs, and people are surprised that he was attacked by a great white shark. I, not as surprised as I am that he lived through yeah. it. Well, the problem is the seals have come back to Cape Cod in mass, and where you have seals, you have sharks. Right. Now, let me let me make this a little bit more easier for for some people. If you have salt water, you have sharks. Okay. Right. And in some cases, if you have fresh water, you can have sharks. In one specific case, but, but if you have seals in salt water, you have big, great white sharks. Use caution. Again, you're entering an area you are not at the top of the food chain. And people are saying, "Well, why did he attack a human?" Okay, let's stop and think about this for just a minute. If you're on the bottom of the ocean looking up, everything's going to be black and silhouetted when you look up. Seals have these two little dangly legs out the back, and they've got flippers on the side of their arms. What do people look like in the water? we got these two little dangly things hanging out the back, and we've got our two arms hanging out the side. Very similar to the silhouette of a she- seal. You're bigger, though. Uh, you're, you're, you just look like a fat seal. Yeah. Well, in some cases, some you know, some may be, a, you know, dependent on the person. Uh, and some of those seals get pretty good size, but... Uh, you know, they were surprised that, you know, he was attacked. It was, sharks don't have hands. They can't feel something. Their eyesight's not really that good. So they, it's like, it's, my wife said, it's like a small child. I don't, I've never had children, and neither has she, but we, we understand that small children, real small children, put things in their mouth to test them. Sure. It goes from, like, whatever it is, it goes straight to their mouth. Same thing with a shark. They don't have hands, so it goes straight to their mar- mouth for testing. Unfortunately, their mouth is lined with thousands of razor-sharp, bitey things called shark teeth so you know he may not have you know he may have just been testing hey is this a seal i'll take a little nibble and see well it turned out it was a gentleman from scarsdale new york so no wonder he spit him out oh that was really ugly uh, send your cards and letters to rob pratula yep. care of tony sanders outdoors hey you're attacking your Yankee buddies. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so, any other idiots outdoors since we've 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 jumped onto this? Uh, no, I don't think there were uh, there weren't. I don't. There, think there hasn't been as many idiots outside this year. Uh, there's been a few. There's been a few. We've talked about we've talked about several. We've had the guy who uh, I, I was looking at some past uh, uh, show prep, and we've had a few Yellowstone encounters this year already. Uh, all dealing with bison. We had the guy who was trying, the drunk guy who was trying to herd the bison. Um, so we've had a few idiots outdoors. We have not had a lot of dirty hippie news, thank goodness. I don't know where they are. I guess they're still, you know, trying to recover from bottom. As much roof. rain as we had, they're not dirty this year. Yeah, true. They're rather squeaky clean hippies. There you go. Uh, when we come back, you know what we're going to get into? We're going to talk a little bit about the velvet hunt. How many of you guys are interested in that velvet hunt? Love to get your thoughts on this. I've I followed it pretty closely on social media. It's been interesting to see the the different comments and pros and cons, I assume. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, I think everybody's pretty happy and looking forward to it. Mm. So, all right, we'll do that when we come back. Tony Sanders Outdoors.
Mady's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Mady's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Mady's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Mady's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Fertilizer.com. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. If I can make a living from walking in the woods, you can bet I'd be sitting pretty good high on a hill looking at a field downwind. If I can make a nickel off of turning in bass, never worry about the price of gas. I'd be wheeling and dealing and sitting there reeling them in. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Trying to stay a little dry on this wonderful Saturday morning. Man, it's hard to believe hunting season's here again. We have a free hunting day is coming up next week. Including Tennessee's first ever velvet, well that's how it's being described, velvet hunt. The 24th, 25th, and 26th of August. Have you thought about that any? I have not. Because you're not planning on doing it? I'm not planning on doing it, and um, I'm still in fishing mode. I will, I will, I, I don't want to say unfortunately, I will be moving over to hunting, which I never thought I would say that is why I went there, but I will be moving into hunting, but not quite as early. I'm still new at the whole hunting thing, so I, I'm not quite as seasoned as a lot of hunters, so I'm not moving quite as quickly. I'm going to keep fishing for a little bit more. Okay. So what are your thoughts on it? Um, I think it's going to be hot, and I think you're going to have to get that deer on ice real quick. But Yeah, all that, I, I don't disagree with anything. I have no problem with it. None whatsoever. That's fine. No, no, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I, 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 I can't think of a reason why I would want to prevent someone from doing it. No. The uh, the biggest thing I've heard is the um, the deer are in bachelor groups a lot of times this time of the year, and um, a little bit easier, not nearly as wary as they are during regular season. Okay. See, so, see, I'm learning something now. There, there could be easier to kill. Uh, I've had, I've seen some comments. That people said, you know, there's already uh, some deer herd issues because of EHD, not CWD, but EHD, blue tongue, whatever you want to call it. Um, so why are we going out there and, and killing the um, the bucks? 
Um, now, the part that's kind of interesting, I've been learning a little bit about genetics. Um, most of the genetics come from the does, is what I'm hearing. It's really? It's kind of not a 50-50 deal. Uh, let me back up. A lot of discussions about that. I don't know if it's right or wrong or whatever. But it, it, a lot of discussions that the, the true genetics, the big horns and all that stuff, is coming from the, the females. Uh, so taking out, the, taking out the bucks doesn't necessarily hurt. I don't know that I buy that. But the flip side is the bucks are not very discriminating in who they breed with. Okay. Yeah. So they're going to breed with any female that's available. Mm-hmm. So taking out the quote bucks doesn't necessarily cause a problem. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. It, it'd be interesting to see what your thoughts are. Well, I hope somebody calls in at two six seven one zero two three and let us know their thoughts on it because I don't. I've, I've I just learned a lot. I didn't know. You know, you've you've given a very good educational portion of this show. You just taught me a lot that I didn't know about deer. Uh, well, I don't know that any of it's accurate. Well, it gives me something to look up and research and think about. But um, no, I don't. I don't know that an early season. You know, it's a what a three day season. Three day season. Okay, how many? I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, and it's uh, three day archery. Archery. Yep. Which I think that's going to one. The time is going to limit it. Two, the method's going to limit it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there's some great archers out there, but like, it was like the first year I did uh, deer statistics for the show. I called you in a panic because we had had like you know, 150 deer taken in Hamilton County for like uh, you know three weeks or something like that, and then all of a sudden it dr- jumps up to uh, a thousand right. in like one week, and I'm like, this can't be right. The numbers are wrong. The the addition of the muzzle loader. Increases the number of deers taken, deer taken, because of the accuracy, and you can reach out farther. And then rifle does the same as well. But correct, a three, and there's a lot more rifle hunters. Right, a three day archery season on private lands only. I don't know that that'll make that big of an impact in um, in the overall deer statistics. You know, I don't know either. Um, and I had I've had one person call me and uh, very nice gentleman, but he was complaining why it wasn't open to everybody, why it was only private land only. He said a lot of us don't have private land that we hunt on. We hunt on WMAs and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's a valid point. And and the the truth of the matter is this: unlike what some people think TWRA and the Wildlife Commission does, there. I've got to have people to support me if I'm wanting to bring something forward. There's got to be, uh, there's 13 members of the commission. There's got to be a majority vote. Well, the, the Angie Box out of Jackson, Tennessee, was the one that actually brought up this um, velvet hunt, which they have been doing in Kentucky since early 2000s. And some of her constituents wanted this hunt. And the compromise that had to be made to get this, even what we have, was um, the fact that it was going to be three days only. Uh Um, 
it was, I forgot where I was going now, but it, oh, it was going to be private land, not the WMAs, because there's a lot of things that go in to play here. You got law enforcement issues, you got, uh, you know, you got those issues. So everything was, everything was decided that we would do private lands only. Now, that doesn't mean we don't come back in a couple of years and try to change that. But right now, that was a compromise that had to be made, or we wouldn't have got the hunt. I don't remember what the vote was. It was not unanimous. Um, but the hunt wouldn't have ever been approved if there hadn't have been some negotiating and compromising. Right. Well, it, you know, the compromise is the art art of, you know, getting what you need, basically. It, the same thing with... Uh, you know, when we first won, there was a lot of blowback from Tennessee instituting the the Sandhill Crane season, and concessions were given for the number, uh, concessions were given for the season, and concessions were given for the shooting hours because it's the it doesn't follow regular waterfowl hours. You got to stop shooting at what three p.m. I believe it is. Yes, that's correct. So there, there was a concession, but in turn, we do get to hunt them. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's... I don't. Well, sorry to bring up that painful memory again, but, um, you know, we do get to I, hunt. I might get to. You might get to. Well, there was a certain commissioner that got the the uh, computerized draw this year. You get two cranes. So if you didn't get drawn, you can go to TWRA and put in for your possible two-crane permit. Yeah, so me and half the state of Tennessee will be doing that. <laughs> Oh man, no, I don't have a problem with the uh, with the antler hunt, and you know, I guess the big one is squirrel. You know, everybody gets out, and that's as you said. You know, squirrel hunting is probably one of the best ways to introduce somebody to hunting. Yes, and especially young children, because like you, you've always said, you can teach them, you can start teaching them patience, you can teach them gun safety while you're out there. You don't really have to be super quiet. You can chit chat and make it fun. Rather than sticking a kid up in a deer stand when it's 25 degrees outside and saying, okay, don't move for the next four to six hours. Correct. No, I agree. I think squirrel hunting is a great way. I even think it's better than, uh, personally, I think it's better than dove hunting. Uh, dove are not the, actually the easiest thing to hit, and there's a lot of variables. They could be flying high. It could be flying uh, just outside. I mean, squirrel, you can kind of walk around and get there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about the license issues. I, I, I real I really have gotten tickled at some of the comments, but yes, we realized when we set this that the twenty fifth of August is free hunting day. We get that. The day before is not free hunting day. The day after is not free hunting day. Okay, the day the twenty fifth is. So we understood that when we passed this. We also understood that the majority of the people are not going to just say, hey, I am going to go spend all this money on archery equipment to hunt for one day only. The velvet hunt. Yes. So we truly anticipate that most of the people hunting for uh, deer, antlered deer, during this time, are probably people that already have hunting license, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, will acquire a hunting license because they plan on hunting 
more than just day of free hunting. So we get that. It's not. It was not just some. Oh, they're that. They're that stupid. They missed that. <laughs> no, we got it. Well, it's like free fishing day in June. You're not going to go buy an eighty thousand dollar Ranger bass boat just for free fishing day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're probably not even going to go buy a lot of expensive equipment for I'm, free fishing day. I'm thinking Zebco two hundred two and a tub yes. of tub of worms. You're not going to go buy. You know. <laughs> yes. Uh. So we get it. So, did somebody say that? Oh yeah. Oh goodness gracious. Yeah, they really they they did. Now here's the deal. The 25th of August says free hunting day. It does apply to the velvet hunt. It's not just squirrels only, as some people have said. Um, you do have to check it in. It is not a bonus deer. It goes against your two that you're allowed in the state of Tennessee. It's antlered only. What else is up? Doesn't have to be velvet. Okay. Does not have to be velvet. And I think you're actually allowed to during the three days. So you could theoretically, theoretically tag out on the on the antler deer um, in those three days. Mm-hmm. So you've got to um, have your hunter education if it's required. Mm-hmm. So if anybody born after January 1st, 1969 is required. You got to have that. If you're born before January first, nineteen sixty-nine, you don't have to have it. All right. So the hunter education requirements are the same. I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, I mean, again, with people criticizing the commission, and I'm not, I'm not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the commission. I, well, let me rephrase that. I like a lot of what the commission does. There's a few things that I do have an issue with what the commission does, but, Good. but. There's being, some things I have issues. Yeah, I'm sure you do. That being said, if you have your hunter safety education and people are worried about you hunting velvet deer one day on a free hunting day, if you've already got hunter education, you probably either buy a hunting license. Why would you go through it if you're not going to buy a hunting license? Yeah, we, we, I mean, <laughs> we got all that. Uh, and, and, and in all fairness, we discussed all this. Right. Okay, well. The uh, decision was, I mean, it was openly discussed so oh year-round season though does include armadillos which we have quite a few of even here in hamlet county beavers coyotes groundhogs and striped skunks so i don't know why you would want to eat a skunk but you don't <laughs> why does it have to be striped because it's not striped skunk it's the possum we'll be right back Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. 
If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, wrapping it up this first hour. Let's go to the calendar. All right, a couple things coming up on the calendar. On September 8th, Dove season actually opens up on September 1st this year. It's The first day is on a Saturday. September 8th is when the Hiawassee Refuge is going to do their youth hunt. It's a big deal. Uh, if you've got a ute, it'd be a great place to take them to hunt. Uh, there'll be uh, food. There'll be all kinds of stuff. Uh, SCI will be up there. A lot of the different Ducks Unlimited will be up there. There'll be a lot of different organizations up there. So that's on the 8th of September. So check that out. And then uh, the Forgotten Child Crappie Tournament coming up on October 13th. And I think you and I are emceeing that one. Is we that are. Right? We are. And that's going to be at Chester Frost Park. Now, this is a great tournament. Uh, you get to, you got it, you got it, you got to bring toys. New unwrapped toys. What's the price? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was five or ten bucks. I mean, we, we, we went on a shopping spree last year, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a cool thing coming up on September, I mean, October 13th. And then today, is it today and tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Today and tomorrow, the Berkeley Experience Trailer is at Sportsman's Warehouse. Special promotions during the event, 20% off rods, reels, and combos from Abu Garcia, Berkeley, Fluger, Shakespeare, Ugly Stick, and more. Interactive displays, seminars, professional staff to offer tips on how to catch more fish. Were you and I invited to offer our tips? I was not, and I am the trout professor. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna bring. Um, Dynamite. That'd work. 
it gets them floating up the top. Go by, scoop them up. It's easy. That's easy fishing. Yeah, it's, that's a great tip. I agree, and but they're not going to let me give that. I don't understand why. I don't see why they wouldn't. Anyway, so that's the Berkeley experience is happening today and tomorrow at your Sportsman's Warehouse, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Mm-hmm. All right, a couple minutes left. We're just going to have dead air, or do you have something else to cover? I can run over my safety tips again. No, that's all right. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> oh, uh... Oh, leftover permits. Yeah, there's leftover permits. Uh, they're on a first-come, first-served basis uh, for uh, WMAs in our area. Uh, Katusa, uh, muzzleloader, October 25th through 27th. There's 48 permits available for one antler deer. Katusa gun, November 9 and 10. Six permits available, one antler deer. Katusa muzzleloader, November 15th through 17th. There's 798 Available one, wow. one antler deer. Well, go back, go back. Seven hundred ninety-eight. Mm-hmm. What they give away two? I get. I guess so. Uh, that, that has to make me wonder. <laughs> is it worth hunting up there? Yeah. Uh, Prentice Cooper Archery, uh, September fifteenth through the seventeenth. There's one hundred twenty two deer, one antlered only. So, or only one antler. Yeah. Depending on how you say that. You can take. Yep. Two like, deer. What was it, what was below Prince Cooper? Uh, okay. Williamsport. Okay. Never mind. So, uh, go back up. Oak Ridge. There's several at Oak Ridge. Yeah. Uh, all all of Oak Ridge is archery. Uh, November third and fourth is archery for three antler deer or one bearded turkey. Cool. So check it out, and those go on sale Wednesday at nine a.m. Central Time, I believe. So. Uh, you can go and just buy those. All right, we'll be back after the top of the hour news. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vests, grab into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Hour number two of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Having a good time? Yes, we are. I'm posting something on Facebook Live. Oh, good. The Facebook police keep shutting us down. We have paid the royalties. That's what we keep getting shut down for. It's That's absolutely ridiculous. Facebook's getting ridiculous, but it's well. No, I, I don't have a problem. I and I think everybody that produces music ought to be paid royalties. I get it, but we're a radio station. We pay the royalties. Yeah, because we do, if we don't, then we can't go on the air and use music. Right. So we pay them. So it is paid. But that's okay. So if you see it get shut down like it was, blocked in the United Arab Emirates, where was it? Saudi Arabia. There's several. It was a, it was a Antigua, our, yeah. Aruba, and I'm sure in 147 other countries, it was blo- our uh, Facebook Live was blocked. And I think my comment was, I don't really give up in, an emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. Boop. Dump button, one of the seven words. 
Yeah. No, it's pretty funny. It's well, it's not. It's a pain in the butt. But just so you know, if you ever see it go down like that, that's it'll be back up shortly. It's just we got to check off the box. Yes, we have the rights to the music that you're hearing. We're not. It's not like we're doing music. We're even covered, actually, by the Rush Limbaugh law. I forgot exactly what the real law is. Uh, but you're allowed so many seconds. Seconds of, yeah. Yeah, so bumper music. Yeah. Anyway. But we also pay royalties on top of that. So, anyway. Wake up, Facebook. <sighs> All right. So, what do we Wild Outdoors. This, I thought, now, when I first saw this, mm-hmm. this is not the uh, same one that happened um, last year, was it? Where no. We're not picking up. Because wasn't it 19 as well? Uh, I thought it was more than that. I thought it was around 29 okay. last time. Maybe. Uh, 19, de- 19 dead elk were found in Oregon, and biologists say they were likely killed by an avalanche. Some hikers in Oregon recently found 19 dead elk, which state wildlife officials say they were likely victims of an avalanche. Uh, the hikers made the discovery last week near No Name Lake and Broken Mountain Top Peak. Uh, they said it was really upsetting to see it in person. The elk suffered broken limbs, antlers, as well as hide torn away from their bodies during the avalanche. Wildlife biologists said it's very rare that elk get caught in an avalanche, but it, that it does happen in the more remote areas. They said that the elk will not be removed as it is unnecessary and too dangerous, which that one struck me. Why would you need to remove the elk? Mother Nature will take care of it. Oh, yeah, there's whole bunch of animals, wolves and stuff that are going to be eating them now. Yeah, even, you know, bacteria's got to eat too, so, you know. Not to mention the fact that they're already preserved and refrigerated. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, you got wolverines and wolves and possums and whatever other critters live up there in Oregon. Big fo- big feets. Big feets. <laughs> big feets. I, you remember the story we did a couple of years ago? There was a college professor, and this is just what blows my mind. He got a grant to study Bigfoot in the Pacific North. He got a federally funded grant to study Bigfoot. I can't get money for pencils, but he gets some money for a grant to study Big Feet. <sighs> no, not Big Feet, because there's a lot of people with Big Feet. Bigfoot. Bigfoot's, if it's, if it's, I'm assuming there's more than one, so it would be Big Feet's. If it's one, it's a Bigfoot. If it's if it's a Bigfoot and his little family and little baby Bigfoot and little, you know, like, uh, uh, wh- what were those critters on uh, Star Wars? The little uh, what's the plural? Ewoks. What's the plural? Ewoks. What's the plural for deer? Deer. What's the plural for feet? Foot. Sorry, I give that one away. Never mind. I need more coffee. We're playing Grammar Police this morning on the radio. Not that y'all don't every Saturday morning. He said that wrong. He said he pronounced it wrong. Oh, that guy hasn't said that <laughs> since I blocked him. <laughs> hey, I mispronounce stuff all the time, and I call them as I see them. And you got to remember, folks, we got some weird place names, and half of them are, like, around here. When I first moved here, I'll be honest, I had a hard time figuring out a lot of the Cherokee-named places. And, you know, I was like, over there on the street, you know, I just kind of roll through it. Like Chickamauga, yeah, kind of like that one. That one's a because I've heard it. I've heard it pronounced Chickamauga. I've heard it pronounced Chickamauga. Yeah, that's my favorite. Chickamauga. <laughs> Chickamauga. Uh, oh, the one that threw me, Ultawa. Now is it Utawa or Ultawa? Yes. Okay. That one. Okay. One. We're we're getting a note from our producer. It's one. The first one. 
Ultawa. So, okay. <laughs> There's some weird names, and we get them all the time, so if I mispronounce something, I'll apologize now and onward into the future. Cut us a break. It's early. So is is he the, the grammar police force? I, I, get, I get, well, if not, we can make him the grammar Nazi. That could be his new name. Udawa. Udawa. Ultawa. Ultawa. Well, that we've got every place else in the United States, it's Lafayette, but here in Tennessee, it's Lafayette. And in Georgia, too, I believe. Is it Lafayette, Georgia? Where's Lafayette, Tennessee? Uh, Middle Tennessee over near uh, Carthage and Smithville. That's where uh, uh, Vice President Gore's family was from. Uh, Up there from Carthage. They are, well, they lived in between Carthage and Lafayette. Or Lafayette, depending on. Okay. So. Nobody called in about that's planning on going to on the on the, the velvet hunt. I'm just curious how many people are going to take advantage of it. Again, the 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 people on on Facebook on T and Deer and a couple of the other sites, mm-hmm. they're pumped for it. Well, I mean, I, you know, hey, if I got you know, if I got to go do what I love to do early, shoot, yeah, I'd be pumped too. I'm just, I'm so very thankful that we don't have an opening day of fishing season like other states do. There are states out there still that have an opening day of fishing, and you cannot fish before that, and once it closes, you cannot fish after that. It's kind of like hunting season. Now, is that is that all fishing, or is that just certain? M- mainly certain species, like trout season is a, is a big, big thing in the Northeast. When opening day of trout season, and you are elbow to elbow with you and 400 of your new closest friends. So. You, you know, on the on the Andy Griffith show, they always that was always a big day. Was opening day of fishing season? Yeah, the, several states. Do they along, still do that in North Carolina? I don't know. Um, I know they did. I know they did at one time. I know North Carolina did because I I remember seeing the regulations. But I'm just very thankful that we have a, a year round fishing season here in Tennessee. Well, there's some fishing guides are probably glad we do too. Mm-hmm. I'm looking up your North Carolina. Yeah, open. We need to get um, we need to get Sims back, Richard Sims back in here from San Diego Fishing. He's had a lot of big cats caught this year. Oh gosh, yes. Him and um, Sam Simon. Sam and uh, Eric Alming. Mm-hmm. And several other guys. Yeah, they've been doing real well out on the Tennessee River. They've been doing real well. Uh, and I did not go grappling, even though I have some people that want to go. I got some commissioners that want to go. Really? And if they go, I'm gonna have to go because I cannot let the female commissioners out fish me. Okay, now let me let me get this straight. The people who have who have been appointed because of their knowledge of the outdoors mm-hmm. and a group of people who oversee the game laws are gonna go out, wade into the water, stick your hand in the hole. Let a fish bite on you, and then try and yank that fish out. Pretty much. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just checking the math behind this, and it's not adding up. I'm not r- wading around in murky water, sticking my hand in the holes to see what bites me. Well, I, again, I'm not either. But now ego has gotten the better part of it. So, and and I know the the this is a good way to die. Um, but I can't let a commissioner from Jackson, Tennessee come to my waters and go grappling for fish and me not go to. Yeah, you got to represent, man. I know. 
which means you and I are both going. Wait a minute. Wait. How did I get into this equation? Whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're one half the show and make it for good radio. Whoa, let's pull this bus over to the side of the pretentiousness turnpike. Rob is not. Wait, wait, wait. Pull this bus over to what? The side of the pretentiousness turnpike, because that was very pretentious. <laughs> wait a minute. Now it's, now it's uh, first, it, it went from I to we in like under a minute. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Rob's going to be, yeah, Rob, go ahead and stick. Oh, is there a fish in there? Okay, here, let me get that one for you, Rob. Okay, thanks. How big does that fish feel, Rob? I'll take the small one. Let's go to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. How are you? I listen to y'all's show every Saturday morning. Great job, by the way. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Hey, I fish a lot of the creeks up around uh, North Hamlin County, around Stale Creek, you know, around the mountains up in that area for, oh. you know, red eye and oh, yes. whatever's biting. Yes. If you're fly fishing in that area, whether it's for trout or whether it's just for red eye or just, just for the fun of fly fishing, do you have to have a fly fishing or a trout? License to fish with a fly rod. No, you. If you are on trout waters, it it's a little bit weird. If you're on trout waters, you need a trout per uh, a trout stamp. Uh, if you're fishing Sail Creek or uh, some of the smaller streams up up in there, fishing for bluegill bass stuff like that, you do not need a trout stamp. But if I go. The only problem is if I go to the Hiawassee and say I'm up there fly fishing and I'm say I'm fishing for uh, bluegill or uh, smallmouth and I'm on a known trout stream, that's when you can get into trouble. A f- full time trout streams. If it's a sea- yeah, it's a you're more than likely. Uh, I fish North Chick uh, a lot with a fly rod. All you need is a fishing license. You don't need a trout stamp. But I always get the sportsman's license just so I'm covered. Even though they they do they still tr- stock. North Chick with trout. They do, but we are so far removed from the where they where they could possibly, unless a flood comes through and washes them down to where we are. Years ago, there around uh, the Quarter J area, uh, around the uh, uh, between one fifty three and say the Hickson Pike, that Thrasher Bridge. The, if we're going north, yeah, they're on the right. Right. That used to be full of big rainbow trout back years ago. I don't know if it still is or not. They do. It's a seasonal stocking program up there. They The the trout can't live in the river all year long because the water temperatures get too warm. It's like Lake Junior down here. They stock it in cold weather, and when it gets to warm weather, they die off. So you need a trout stamp to fish Lake Junior when it's open, but it's only open during the time period that they have the trout in it, whereas North Chick, if you're fishing in June or July, you don't. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you don't need a trout stand because there's not going to be any trout theoretically in that stream uh, well i like to fish those small creeks coming off the sail creek mountain back up in that area because usually there's nobody up in there that's going to bother you nope got nobody around you with you know like you said a while ago 400 of your best new friends yep uh, i'll elbowing you out of the way and uh there's some really nice red eye and uh some uh, uh bass fishing back up in that area on fly rods or you know, oh yeah all fly uh creeks that's that's what I would. That's what I live to do is is get out and fish small creeks with a fly rod and catch brim and little bass. That's little great. I mean, you'd be surprised some of the size of the fish you bring out of those creeks. I've been oh yeah, Sail Creek for ever since I was a kid, and I mean, and I'm almost sixty years old now, and I still love to walk that from Milldown Bridge all the way back up to the foot of Sail Creek Mountain back up in there. They some of the best fishing up in that area that's anywhere around. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, Jerry, while I got you on the phone real quick, what kind of footwear are you wearing on those streams? I wear wading boots with felt soles and so I don't go head over teacups. What what kind of footwear are you wearing? I usually wear just a regular pair of uh, non-swift tennis shoes or something like that. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's it's just um, like to keep your feet cool, and that water's so clean back up in that area, and it's so cool, it feels good on your feet. So, yeah, I usually don't wear uh, waders or anything like that. I'll just put me on either some you know, maybe it's part of uh, old work boots, or usually just part of tennis shoes or something. Okay. Last time I wore tennis shoes, I was I went and fished a stream in tennis shoes. I was like sliding around and could barely keep my balance because yeah, the felt felt soles on. I just wear my wading boots. I don't wear my waders. I just wear the wading boots and bare leg it. So. Yeah. As part of the as, as part of the uh, the uh, rewards and uh, non rewards of fishing on that slate up in there, you will fall and bust your butt if you don't watch out. Yeah. Uh, before you go, let me give you one last piece of advice. Rubber leg dragon. Been catching a lot of nice brim on a rubber leg dragon fly pattern. And if you look it up, uh, it's real easy to tie and uh, real good fly pattern. Rubber leg dragon. I'll have to remember that next time I go out. All righty. All right, guys. Thanks. Y'all have a great show. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate it. Right, bye-bye. All right. Let's go pay a bill or two. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcasts, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 
and check them out at Fertilizer.com. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. You know, everybody's calling in saying we do a good show. I'm struggling with this show, so I'm, 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 I'm glad they think that it's a good show. Well, I've noticed, and, and I'm sure you have as well, reading show prep before every show, that this time of year is rough. It always is. It, we're in that transition between hunting and fishing, and to be honest, uh, a lot of your magazines are also in, in, in transition, and a lot of your articles are preparing for this, preparing for that, and it's kind of hard to do a, you know, this is what you need to do. So uh, there's not a lot of news regarding, you know, outdoor stuff in right now and like February. February's bad and right now is bad because you're transitioning between the two most predominant seasons. So, anyway. Well, the fishing part um, has definitely played more in the show this year than normal. And I think it's because you went fishing a lot this year. I, I agree. It has. And, um, you know, talking to you know, like I've always said, talking to Jerry, I would rather wait around in a small creek around here than, you know, go to any trout stream out west. I, I love brim fishing and just, you know, it's, and I've been taking what I, I said I was going to do it, and this year I did. I said I was going to take little mini vacations, and I've written an article that I'm working on right now. It's called My Staycation. I did not, f- except for my trip out of, into North Carolina last <laughs> weekend, I had not left the state of Tennessee to fish. And I thought we were going to be in Tennessee, but Apparently, we were way into North Carolina. I haven't left the state to fish, and I've had some amazing, wonderful adventures. I've had a lot of fun staying here fishing locally. The The fishing has been awesome, and on several occasions, I'd get up and be on the water in 10 minutes because I went down to uh, North Chick Creek or ran over to Lake Chickamauga, either one. So I, it was a great staycation. So I've really enjoyed my fishing this year. Cool. Let's go to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Yes, sir. I, since nobody's calling in, I thought I'd call in and ask another question. We was fishing this summer below the dam here at Chickamauga uh, Lake, and the game wardens come up, and they probably give out 10 or 12 tickets over at the hydro dam where everybody was in the rough water uh, drifting downstream. And then before they left, they come over to where we was at and said, uh, you need to have life vest on. And I said, well, as far as I know, you have to have them on in rough water or over at the hydro dam where it's marked. And he says, no, our rules is you have to have a life vest on within 1,800, I think he said, yards below the dam. Now, we're at the spillways. What do you know about the 1,800-yard rule, please, sir? Actually, absolutely nothing. That's, um, that is, um, that's a long way. We're, I'm looking up the regs, or Rob's looking up the regs now, so we'll, 
We'll see if we can get to you an answer on that here in just a second. But I didn't think it was 1,800 yards. We was 50 yards below the spillway. Right. We're 50 yards off of the wing wall, but we're 500 yards at least from the hydro dam well, in calm water. Are you, uh, are you past the train trussle? Oh, yes, we're way past the train trussle. We're within 50 yards of the spillway. All the way over to the left-hand side. We're nowhere near the hydro dam. Right. I think, uh, isn't it, once you go into the train trussle, you have to have your life jacket on? I believe so. There's a big, uh, big, big sign that... But we're going we're gonna to look it I'm, up, I'm Mike. looking it up. So. All the signs are over on the right-hand side by the hydro dam. There's nothing over on the left-hand side anywhere uh, by the spillways. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll look it up, Mike. I'll see what we can find. I mean, everybody should wear a life vest yeah. there, but since sure. the water's calm, we, we, sure. we very seldom do because we work catfish and we're anchored. I understand. Yeah. No, I'll, uh, we're going to look it up so we can find out. Okay. All right, man. Well, Thanks, sir. Thanks. Hey, Beaverman. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, sir. How are you all? Doing good. Yeah, How about you? Did you, you relay the uh, epic trout adventure of last week? Yes, the bug infestation adventure, yes. <laughs> you remember you were talking about the importance of using camouflage and sneaking up on those wily trout. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't really an option last week. Not not really necessary. Uh, no. We were having to make some pretty long casts, though. I'll give you that. Accurate casts. Let me rephrase that. We were having to, we were having to really focus on accuracy. Yeah. And, and you had to match the hatch. Yep. It was very important. Had to match that hatch. Yeah, speaking of which, did um, oh. you ever come up with a, a, a suitable fly pattern? I, I have uh, not yet. It's 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 been a, I was at uh, advising this week, so no, I have not even I haven't gotten to that one. Uh, I'm working that's on that pattern. Okay. <laughs> I'm working on that pattern. It's going to take a little bit, uh, and uh, I still want to go with the original pattern idea, uh, including the cork and the uh, uh, colorization of the sharpie. So, because right. I mean, you know, that's 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 the only way to success, at least in fly fishing, is really, uh, you know, looking and being aware and and getting the right size and right color of of either the insect or whatever you're throwing. So, well, we had a big time. It was a lot of fun. Everybody got to hold Tony's rod and and play with it some and cast around. I gotta say, it does it does cast well, but slowly. You just have to. Just have to slow it down. Yep. Well, I'm glad you guys are enjoying the uh, the four weight that um, should have rightfully been mine. But that's oh, yeah. okay. It's, it's great fun. So um, the uh, yeah this this property this buddy of mine has is uh, we have a bear problem. Yes. And uh, they the, the vandals. Vandalize the bears. Vandalize the uh, the feeder he put up specifically for deer to take pictures of deer, and the bear apparently don't respect that. And I don't know how these. I mean, they took a fifty-five gallon steel drum on a braided steel cable and yanked it off of a winch, a manual steel winch. And drug this thing off down the woods and ripped it open. And the sad part is, he, the dude has a camera up there, but he had pulled his card and taken it out and forgot to go put another card in. 
Well, the picture you took, there were those huge claw marks in the trees where they were climbing up the trees to get to that feeder. Uh, no, it, I just it, it had to have been th- multiple bears getting on that thing and yanking on it and pulling. I, I guess or one of them climbed up there and figured out how to release the brake on the on that winch, and they spooled that entire braided cable out and drug it down in the woods till it got wrapped up in a whole bunch of saplings and. And they ripped this thing open and uh, had their way with it. Oh, yeah. And and so the, I'm thinking about the guy that, that goes and takes a selfie with the Grizzlies, how smart that is. Yeah, that, <laughs> that yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. There's there's geniuses everywhere. Yes, there are. And did you see the video of the guy, of the people? Like, it was probably out in um, Yellowstone. They were um, uh, apparently people of. Uh, Pacific Rim descent that were—I don't know if they were taunting this bison, but somehow this bison, they were on a walkway and they were trying to get up near it, and this bison decided he didn't really like that and started chasing this kid yeah. around. Yeah, that was yeah that video was from uh, an event last year we reported on. Uh, actually, no one was hurt on that one, but that kid is lucky to be alive because that that bison—I mean, he could feel the breath on the back of his heels. I guarantee. You. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Talk, yeah, talk about D-U-M-B. Yep. So yeah, right on, guys. Well, um, we're gonna um, the, the wagon burner and I are, are making plans to go up there and make this, at least one or two of those bears pay the price for the sins of others. That sounds fair. At some point this fall, starting in mid October. That sounds. Yeah, fair. you know this this um, hunt, the the velvet hunt. It really doesn't just ring my bell a whole lot, personally. Um, it's hard to get motivated to go sit and pick in chigger-infested woods and uh, swat mosquitoes in an effort to maybe shoot a deer well, or velvet. The beauty of that is is you don't have to go. This is true, and I'm probably not. Okay. Um, because I guess got other stuff to do, and... Uh, Although I am going deer hunting opening weekend bow season down in South Georgia, which is like September the eighth, when you know you guaranteed it's going to be hot as crap and full of triggers and ticks and skeeters and everything else. Right. But um, we, uh, it's just part of it. You just sometimes you just got to suck it up and and be a man. Yes, sir. All right, I got to go pay a bill. Beaver right, man, stay out of trouble. See you. Bye. See ya. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your hands start shaking. Your heart gets to pumping. Your knees get to knocking. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecue. 
You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Tennessee's Hunters for the Hungry program has provided well over 6 million meals over the past 20 years. High-quality protein in the form of venison is welcomed by local food banks. Thanks to gracious hunters and processors, these nutritious meals were provided to our neighbors who really needed a helping hand. If you hunt, please consider sharing some of your harvest this season. Learn about the new deer coin and more at TNWF.org. I feel no shame. I'm proud of where I came from. I was born and raised in the boondocks. All right. Welcome back. Coming straight to the phones to George. Hey, George. How you doing, man? How are y'all this morning? Doing good. I've got a question that pertains to bears. Uh... I had a friend of mine who several years back had some legal issues, can no longer carry firearms, but he, he bow hunts for just about everything. He's extremely good at it, but he goes into a lot of places that where bears are around, and I just wonder what kind of advice you have for them to protect themselves, what they could carry to... to uh, help them out if they encounter a bear. I, first off, I would say bear spray and running shoes. <laughs> I didn't think you're supposed to run from them. Well, I'm gonna spray and I'm getting the heck out of there. I'm gonna open up a can of hot liquid heck in their face and uh, then I'm gonna run. You know the thing, um, George. The thing about bears is this. Now, granted, there's always the stories about um, crossing a a uh, a sow with their cubs. And I don't care what you do, you're going to have a pissed-off bear to deal with at that point. But right. but bears, if if you make noise, and, and that's why, you know, one of the things that uh, out west they tell you is to, to, wear, to wear a bell and to carry bear spray. If, if they hear you coming, typically a bear is going to just kind of get out of your way. Okay. Uh, but it's when, they, it's when you catch them off guard, when you startle them, the matter of fact, the last bear attack we've had in this area was the person got between the mother and the cubs. Yeah, she was on the path doing everything correctly. She had to bail the whole bit. It just so happened that the cub and the mother got separated, and she ended up in between them. They did not appreciate that at all. Right. Um, so I think that's you know I think the the bear spray is important. I know Sportsman's Warehouse sells some, and yes. some others do too. Uh, but just m- don't be quiet. Don't you know? Make make enough noise that they you they're coming and they know that yeah um, that you're not just you know walking up on them un- un- unannounced to to them. A startled bear is an angry bear. Yeah. Are, are there some places around here where you're more uh, likely to uh, have those encounters? You know, like uh, deer hunt a lot. And, they're not always there where they're deer, but uh, they're you know up around the the mountains of Koi, Teleco, and all through there is is the bear numbers are getting bigger. I was going to say Red Bank. They hit and 
And, and they're the, expanding. The bears are expanding. I mean, they're running down the ridges and stuff like that. I mean, there's bears up on Signal Mountain, uh, but not not in the numbers like you have in the bear zones. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, I can assure you, the, if if you're hunting or whatever in the bear zones, you're close to a bear. You may not know it, but you're close to it. I've been up. Yeah. I've been up there and have smelled the bears. Yeah, and uh, and realized that I was a lot closer to them than I realized. Do, is there a, are there some bear sprays that are more effective than others? Or? That's the, not something I guess you want to skimp on. No, yeah, no, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know if they're more. Effective. I mean, all it basically is 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 extremely strong pepper spray is what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in a wider stream, in a wider stream, uh, and and goes a greater distance. So it, it's very similar to the pepper spray and the and the mace and everything that the, that that you know you can carry in your pockets here. It's just designed to to give you more distance. Okay, um, and it's pretty effective. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. And but again, oh, yeah. I, I really think the being able to. Not startle the bears is as important as anything else. Okay. Appreciate the advice. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, Steve. Hey, uh, I was just wondering, he was talking about something for the guy to protect himself. I noticed on the Internet the other day that they actually make an air rifle that is a three fifty seven caliber. Would that be legal to carry for him if he's... If he's not able to carry a regular firearm? You know, I don't know, and obviously I didn't get into what he was in trouble for, but you would yeah. assume it was some kind of felony that keeps him from having a gun, and I, and I get that. Mm-hmm. I actually, but here's the thing that kind of surprised me. Uh, I've got uh, a person that I know that's in the same situation, and I made the comment, well, get a muzzleloader. Uh, and this person couldn't even carry a muzzleloader. Uh, and you don't yeah. have to go through a background checks to get a muzzleloader. So I, mm. I, I find it kind of interesting that I don't have to get through the hurdles to get one, but I'm still precluded from carrying it uh, under certain felony situations. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know if that might have been a way. Uh, I'd hate to see him to get eat, eat up by a bear. <laughs> but no, and I agree. I, I, I thought agree. maybe that would be a way that he could protect himself and, and it be legal. Of course, you know, I, I'd never even knew those things existed until this week. Right. But <laughs> if he wants to pay for one, they're a thousand bucks. Yeah, you know, and that's a great point. I mean, that's technically an air rifle. Uh, yeah. There's, there's nothing. We need to bring the judge back to answer these questions. I, you know, I think yeah. I think I will. Uh, I think I'll, I'll shoot an email to uh, Judge Greenholtz and ask him that one because that's because that, that came up pretty big at the TWRA a couple of months ago. Was the airbows yeah. and air guns and stuff like that? And uh, yeah. I don't know. That's that's an interesting thought. Yep. Oh, okay. All right, man. Thought I'd try to help him out a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. All right. See you. Bye. I never even thought about that. I hadn't either, but now that you mention it, I mean, we're we're wading into some high grass at this point, and I'm not sure if I'm the one who wants to answer this on a legal basis. Uh, and we did, Mike, here's what the regulations say, and I'm not disputing any of the TWRE officers, but here's what the regulations say. Uh, a U.S. Coast Guard-approved jacket must be worn by each person on board vessels 
being operated within specifically marked areas below the dam. There is no distance given. Uh, so I am actually going to Nashville this week for the um, Wildlife Commission, and I will ask the, the head of law enforcement that question and have an answer next week because uh, I just I don't know. I, um, I, I, what I do know about wildlife officers is they usually don't make stuff up. So I don't know where they got this 1,800-yard thing or whatever. Um, so I'll just, I'll just have to find out. I don't know. I don't know either because I've, I've, I've opened up three pages of it, and I, I does, you know, it doesn't really. It's the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it is what it is. doesn't give us specific. It just gives general. All right. We'll be right back. Wrapping it up on Tony Sanders Outdoors. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying, it exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. it up this Saturday morning. Hopefully it's drying out for you out there. If you're out on the if you're out on the water or out, headed to the water, be careful. I don't want it to dry out if I'm on the water. That, that'll leave me high and dry, dude. That's true. <laughs> Alright, if you're on the water, it's okay. We want water. Be yeah. careful of all the stuff Floating down the river. Oh yes, major debris. Field. Man, it was man, it rained hard last night. Yeah, so there were limbs down everywhere around my place. All right, we have a calendar of events coming up September eighth. Youth dove hunt at the Hawassi Refuge uh, must register for the event. Starts at noon. Uh, food will be there. Mm-hmm. Fun will be had. Fun will be lots had. of smiles. Oh my gosh, lots it, of it's smiles. a cool day. It is. Check it out. The Youth Dove Hunt, November eighth. You have to register. Understand that you have to register. So go to uh, tnwildlife.org and uh, and register up. Mm-hmm. The uh, Forgotten Child Crappie Tournament will be happening on October thirteenth. Rob and I will be doing MC duties. 
looking forward to that at the way in. I'm assuming it's around two or three o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then happening at your Sportsman's Warehouse, the Berkeley Experience will be there today and tomorrow. This is a uh, trailer uh, all about fishing. Special promotions during the event, 20% off rods, reels, and combos from Abu Garcia, Berkeley, Luger, Shakespeare, Ugly Stick, and much more. Interactive displays, seminars, professional staff to offer tips on how to catch more fish. Come up and see Rob and I, and we'll tell you how, how to catch fish. Unlike, you know, they, they didn't invite us to be the professionals there, but we can be. The easiest way to catch fish is right in the mouth. Right in, There's in your the pro corner. tip today. Right in the corner. Right in the corner of the mouth. There's your pro tip. Hooks are helpful, too. Hooks are definitely helpful. And a good knot. Good knot. So I think we... I, th- I mean, we gave three tips right there in a row. Why are we not standing on stage? I don't know. I don't know. They... We... We're the professionals. We know about fishing and hunting and sticking our hands into holes where catfish may or may not be. I'm not, I still ain't doing that. I am not doing that. Oh, come on. If I will, you will. <laughs> Nothing like peer pressure this early in the morning. <laughs> and again, I loved how it went from I to we in under 30 seconds. That's the way it works. Yeah, I know. That's, that's why you pay me it's, the big outdoor dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I better start taking out some life insurance, too. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. The, uh, <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> All right. You know, you know, Deborah worries about me more when I fish than when I hunt. Once she knows I'm with you, normally when I'm hunting and when I'm fishing, I usually go out alone. So she gets a little worried, but I'm sitting there thinking, there's a lot more that could possibly go wrong hunting. I mean, there's stuff that could go wrong fishing. So, but she knows when I'm with you, I'm okay. If <laughs> I tell her we're going, if I tell her we're going grappling, she's going to tell me I am out of my mind. I'm going to tell you you're out of your mind. Because <laughs> I'm going first? <laughs> yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm reach out to Senator Mike Bell. I'm going to make him go with us. You still got to wonder about elected official who runs around sticking his hands in holes. I'm sorry. That's just wrong. Well, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're going to all do this. It'll okay. Be, it'll be fun. All right. Go with uh, Eric. Uh, Eric, he'll take, he took Kyle. He took Kyle. And I remember watching the video, the raw video. I don't know if it made it actually out, but the raw video where, where he was, had a fish that was kind of pulling him under. And Richard Sims goes, get a hold of him, Kyle. Don't let him drown. I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm not a bobber. I'm sorry. I float fairly well for myself, but when you have a big catfish attached to my arm, not so much. Hey, I want to thank everybody for listening here. We've got about 30, 40 seconds. Outdoors with Cindy's coming up next. I'm headed outdoors with Cindy. Isn't that right? Yep. That's what we're doing. We can head outdoors. You've been with Tony Sanders Outdoors and Rob Pratula Outdoors. Now we're going outdoors with Cindy. Good show coming up. This is their third week, I believe. Uh, it's been, it's. Yeah, I think third week. I've, I've enjoyed it and mm-hmm. I hope you are too. Always has good guests. Oh, yeah. It's easier to get people to come in at seven o'clock than it is at five o'clock, but that's a whole nother story. Well, it is what it is. I mean, we're just glad we get uh, a producer to come in at five o'clock. Yeah, no <laughs> that's doubt. That's important. And thank you very much for all the button pushing today. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, we're done. Tony Sanders Outdoors, we'll see you next week. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.